the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Yeah, so Joe Biden at 39% approval. What does that mean historically in the first off year of a presidency, Dan Bowles? Well, historically, it means that his party's going to take a pretty big beating in the, in the, in the election. Um, that, you know, if you're that far under 50, historically, uh, your party can suffer some significant losses. I, I, I would say uh, two things about that, Hugh. One is that um, I think we're in an era when uh, presidents in general and politicians in general are more likely to be or as likely to be underwater with their approval rating as above water. Um, we're just in a period in which people are sour about presidents. So I think you, you, have to, you have to keep that in mind. It doesn't negate the fact that he's well underwater. The second is that, the, you know, as the poll shows, this is, a, this is an election in which they're kind of, you know, cross currents uh, operating. And there's no question that inflation is a dominant issue. Um, crime is an issue that the Republicans are, are, are trying to make a dominant issue. Um, and all of that argues in favor of the Republicans. But the abortion issue, the Dobbs decision, has clearly energized uh, a, a part of the Democratic base. And so I think, um, you know, we're looking at an election in which figuring out exactly who's going to turn out, it may be a little bit trickier. Now, Dan, I've always thought of off years as the closest thing we come to parliamentary style elections where it's party versus person. The recency bias in my screen is the Brexit vote, the Boris Johnson vote, the Swedish elections and the Italian elections, which have been decidedly center right in their result. And so I think if it's a nationalized election and this is, well, there is undeniably an impact on some marginal abortion rights minded voters there's also an impact on some marginal pro-life pro voters. I think they set each other off, and it comes back to the economy, the economy, the economy, and that's pretty grim for Democrats. Well, they've got you know they've got a healthy double-digit lead on the economy and inflation, and that that should be a big warning sign for Democrats. Um, Hugh, I, I I think if you look at this poll in its totality. Uh, you come to a conclusion that isn't surprising, and that is that Republicans are on track to win the House. Um, but that's in part because they don't have to they don't have to do all that well to win the House. Um, the question is how how much their margin is likely to be uh, by the time we get through through the election. But I, I think they are you know, they are still favored to win the House, but perhaps not by as much as they were um, pre Dobbs. Um, but the other is that, you know, so if you're Kevin McCarthy, you look at this poll and you say, good. I mean, we're 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 moving in the direction that we need to move. And we've got to you know, we've got to keep the pressure on. If you're Mitch McConnell, um, it's harder to say, OK, things are going to really be good 
because a lot of these races are, you know, these competitive Senate races are, you know, are within the margin. And it, and it looks as though Pennsylvania <clears throat> is one that the, that the Republicans could give up. Um, so they're going to have to find some seats to win elsewhere. Now they have some possibilities, obviously, Georgia and, and Nevada being, you know, two prime ones. So, um, so, but if you're Mitch McConnell, you can look at this poll and say, well, it doesn't tell me exactly how I'm going to feel the day after the election or by, you know, by December. No, they run through, you have to run through the tick because there'll be a runoff in Georgia in all likelihood. But I feel pretty good about Herschel and I feel pretty good about Dr. Oz, very confident about J.D. Vance, very confident about Adam Laxalt. The two toss-ups are O'Day and Tiffany Smiley that you didn't mention, and Blake Masters, can he put it on and does the turnout? Katie Hobbs is a terrible candidate. Have you, saw, have you followed that, Dan? I don't know if you follow Arizona. Katie Hobbs may be the I, worst candidate. I, I, you know, I think at, I think at this point uh, I, I, would give, I would give Mark Kelly an advantage in that race, um, but... Um, but in the governor's race, I think that Kerry Lake could well win that. Yeah, and I think poor Mark Kelly, he's got to deal with Katie Hobbs, who won't show up anywhere. And the difference, of the, of course, in Pennsylvania, and you'll know this, you know everything. You're like, I used to talk to Barone and Broder. Um, in Pennsylvania, do they have a history of splitting tickets? Because Josh Shapiro is going to win. He's going to be on the ticket in 2024 or 2028. He's like the perfect candidate from central casting for Democrats. And I don't know if Democrats split tickets over there or independents. What do you think in the Keystone State, Dan? Would they go for Shapiro and vote for Oz? Um, well, I think it depends on Shapiro's margin. I mean, we could see ticket splitting in a variety of places, right? I mean, we we could see. You may be right about about Herschel Walker in Georgia, but we could we could see a situation uh, in which Stacey Abrams, you know loses and, and loses by, you know, more than a couple of points. Um, and Warnock holds on. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that will happen, but I think that could happen. I think in Pennsylvania, you could see a situation. Uh, I would be more inclined to say that, that, that Fetterman pulls that out. I think that the health issue is still, uh, you know, unresolved, I think, in some voters' minds, probably. Um, but I think, um, I think if Shapiro is winning pretty handily, I think that gives uh, Fetterman uh, some help. I mean, Fetterman, Fetterman has captured the imagination of the Democratic base. Um, and so I think that, you know, those those swing voters in Pennsylvania, which they're clearly some, um, you know, will will hold the balance. But uh, but at this point, I would think that Fetterman has a little bit of an edge in that race. OK, let, let's put that aside. Dan and I will talk about that after the election, because I'm feeling very good about Dr. Oz, but he's still inclined towards Fetterman. Let's let's conclude, Dan, by telling you about the dog that doesn't bark. A month ago, Joe Biden announced with ruffles and flourishes uh, the student loan bailout. Uh, yesterday, the Congressional Budget Office said it will cost $400 billion. I am not alone in noticing that the uh, president does not ever bring this up. Has anything ever been as off target as that in the middle of an election season? Well, um, you know, I'd have to scroll back a long time um, you know that four hundred billion dollar number that CBO put out yesterday is 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 going to bring that issue back to the fore. And um, you know, having having talked to some voters this fall, um, there are Democratic voters who are clearly conflicted about this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Uh, I don't know whether that is going to rise to the level of being the issue that you know that in one way or another really turns some of these races. I think that's I think that's the question. I think that. 
issues like obviously inflation and and uh, and crime uh, and abortion are, are going to be more powerful issues in people's minds than that. So, um, but it you know it it, it was a, it was a very controversial decision, and it and one of the reasons we know that is it took President Biden a very 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 long time to decide to do it. Um, that that was on the table for months and months. Uh, before he finally agreed to do it. So I think even in his mind, he knew that this, that this was one that, that uh, had uh, had some pluses, but also a lot of minuses. The dog that didn't bark. Last question, Dan Balls. When we come back around at the end of all this, uh, divided government is going to loom one way or the other. Um, how well do you think President Biden is equipped to deal with divided government, given his age, given his um, sort of aggressiveness towards the semi-fascist rhetoric, et cetera. Can he actually work with the people he worked with for so long going forward? Well, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, we've seen instances in which he's tried to work with, with Republicans, um, and there there have been some bipartisan successes. And I think that, you know, I think that that's still part of his instinct, that, that he would like to get back to, you know, a – you know, a governing environment, which he was used to for 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 many, many years. I, I frankly am not convinced that that government and uh, that governing environment is possible today. I think he will have trouble with a with a house that's in Republican hands, um, particularly if if they launch a, you know, a series of investigations that, that, you know, that he could well get his back up over. Um, but, you know, the Senate is the is the institution he knows and, and loves and uh, if you know if the Senate is a Republican hands, he'll 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 I suspect try to work with Mitch McConnell, but I don't know how successful that will be. I just think that you know, Hugh, you know this. We're going to get plunged into 2024 immediately after this midterm election, and that's going to color so much of what goes on over the next two years. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.